Welcome to the Talking Security Podcast. We will talk about items related to Microsoft security. Hello everyone. Welcome at a new episode of the Talking Security Podcast. I'm your host, Frans Arundorp. Today, we are talking about Microsoft 365 Defender. But if you, as a listener, have any topics in the security space you'd like to hear more about, please let me know and we will cover that in one of our next episodes. So for now, I have invited Corina Feuerstein to the show to have a conversation about Microsoft 365 Defender. So welcome, Corina. Thank you for being in the show. Thank you, Franz, for having me. Karina, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yes, of course. I'm a program management lead on the Microsoft 365 security team. I've been with Microsoft many years. I've worked on uh, Windows internals and management frameworks. And in recent years, I was leading the detection efforts in Microsoft Defender for Endpoint, collaborating very closely with our uh, research, engineering, and data science teams. And now I've moved into the Microsoft 365 Defender space when we started this effort to help bring together all that security goodness from Microsoft into a coherent tool set that helps security teams defend against threats. Yeah, you are really a Microsoft veteran. So <laughs> yeah. how was that road to become a Microsofty? It's a long story, but I uh, started at Microsoft actually as a developer um, and then um, moved uh, to lead a development team. Um, this was in the first days of uh, WMI, uh, Windows Management Instrumentation. Probably your listeners know this framework. And then over time, I uh, decided to uh, move into program management. I wanted to see some other aspects of uh, software development and kind of got caught there. And this is where I am today. Yeah, and a few years ago, I think it was uh, around the 2009, 2010, you were driving the system center management team. How did you become from a system center as service manager? into the security space? Was that evolving normally or was that quite a big step for you? So it's interesting. It was relatively a gradual, I guess, a transition. What happened is that I moved from the United States back to Israel. And over here, I, I was looking for what I can do that is related to work that I've done before. And the team here used to work on a different System Center uh, uh, product, which ended up actually being later part of System Center Config Manager, but it was the security part of it, right? So SCAP, I guess. Endpoint Manager. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I started working on uh, on that for a little while over here, and that's when I kind of transitioned, I guess, from a more of a management area to a little bit more security related, but it was like security light, I would say. And then um, our team here basically became involved in Defender AV back then. And we uh, took on building the cloud components for Defender AV. And uh, this is where I kind of started learning more about security and uh, getting into the details of uh, what exactly is happening there. And then when we moved to work on uh, our first EDR solution in Microsoft Defender for Endpoint a couple of years later, that's when we really started to uh, learn about advanced threats myself, right? You know, there's a lot of expert folks uh, around me. Our research teams here are, uh, you know, quite uh, advanced, but we 
program managers also uh, had to learn uh, the area and the subjects. And actually, it's funny because it ended up kind of catching me from the other end. So remember, I used to work on WMI. WMI, it's not security related generally, but when you learn about, you know, the threat landscape these days, you can see that uh, some attackers are actually abusing it and using it as uh, one of those uh, living of the land tools, right? So I kind of ended up uh, catching it from the other side. So that's funny. So the knowledge from years ago came into the new area where we're hidden in. Yeah, definitely. When we worked on Windows uh, internals and components like WMI, it was always this kind of being on the other side of it where we always wanted to add more features and the security folks always uh, told us, no, you cannot do this and you cannot do that because, you know, it's a, it's a security issue. Then uh, later on, we learned, and back then, of course, cyber attacks were not that common and really all you had maybe is uh, some malware here and there. But as things became more sophisticated, of course, you learn about these aspects and how it's so important to build security into everything from the ground up and uh, consider those uh, aspects, right? So, Yeah, and that's quite a big journey, moving from system center service manager into the first step with endpoint protection, heading into Defender AV, moving on to EDR, Microsoft Defender for Endpoint, uh, as it's called nowadays. But nowadays, you're working in the 365 Defender team. Yeah, that is not the Defender for Endpoint team. What is the M365 Defender team doing? Right. Okay. So that's also an evolution. I think, uh, first of all, kind of looking back at the last, I don't know, maybe seven years, you know, you can see how Microsoft has realized how important it is for us to provide customers with built-in security solutions for defending Microsoft assets and environments because of the growing threat of cyber attacks. And there have been a lot of new investments in this space across Microsoft. And these resulted actually in very good solutions for Defender for Endpoint, for example, for protecting devices on the network, but also protecting your Office 365 email and data, right, with Microsoft Defender for Office 365, previously called Office ATP, for those who know it by that name, and then protecting Azure AD and uh, AD generally identities with Microsoft Defender for Identity or Azure ATP, Azure AD identity protection. So a lot of components, security components for Microsoft for protecting these different areas, the different domains in the organizational network. But now we all see that cyber attacks actually have evolved to cross these domains. So if you look at an attack like Solarigate, and I think we're probably going to talk about that uh, later on as well, they span across the on-prem network, compromising identities, and then hopping to your cloud environment to steal information there. So it's no more enough to look at every one of these domains uh, separately and have a separate product that helps you work with it. Similarly, if you look at human-operated ransomware, right? It's another good example where it's no more a single device compromise. It's becoming a full-blown, advanced, persistent threat and uh, blasting organization environments uh, in one go, right? So we need something that is able to do near real-time detection and automatically respond across multiple domains. So it became evident that we have to evolve our security tools to match what we see in the threat landscape. And if attacks span across domains, so should our security tools. 
So this is how Microsoft 365 Defender was born. It's basically just the idea of bringing together those individual capabilities that we already have and across these domains of endpoint security, identity, email and data, and cloud applications, and bringing them together into one unified and collaborating suite. Kind of think like Office 365 for security, right? It's kind of like that similarity. And of course, that includes you know, bringing together the uh, experience to a single portal, but also coordinating protection and detection, right? And unifying the investigation experiences and uh, the self-healing of assets, common threat intelligence. So it's really like consolidation of these components. It's like the Justice League for cybersecurity, right? That's how I like to to look at it. So that was a nice evolution from uh, looking at the endpoint space with Defender for Endpoint to kind of going one step above that and saying, okay, instead of looking through the keyhole for each domain to with its own product, why don't we bring these things together? We own all of it. We have control over everything that each of these products is producing. So we have the opportunity to really bring together something that is very tightly integrated and coherent. Yeah, and bringing... All the stuff, I like MD, Defender for Endpoint and Defender for Office nowadays, uh, bringing that together. That's called the new Converged Portal, also known as uh, the Defender Security Center. You already mentioned a little bit about why you realize that and how that is done. So the theme is responsible for integrating the different products into one environment. But if we look at Defender Security Center, the new Converged Portal, What are the benefits? It's not only advanced hunting or uh, integrating the products, I think. What are other benefits of the Defender Security Center? Where should I begin? There's a a few of them. I'll start, first of all, with uh, just the efficiency gains of working with one single portal rather than having to hop around different, several different portals, right? So you get one experience. You don't have to do context switching. You don't have to link the pieces together in your head, which is what uh, many security operations teams do. You know, I I saw a statistic uh, recently that the average number of tools that the security team uses is 50, 5-0. 50 different security tools that, you know, poor security analyst has to use. So you can imagine how how difficult that is to, to juggle. Not only the tools, but also the portals within the Microsoft environment. We have such a few portals. So I'm combining Defender for Endpoint and Office and maybe more to come, combining the portals into one and doing all that stuff. Yeah, that really helps. Yeah, yeah. So we can do our part on the Microsoft side at least, right? So that's what we're trying to do. But also the integration provides benefits, of course, not just at the user interface level, but deep in the content. So if we take MDE and MDO, for example, if you think about a phishing attack that maybe resulted in some malicious payload landing on a device before the system realized that this was malicious and started blocking those emails. Because we converge the products, now alerts that are related to this type of attack can be correlated into a single incident that tells the attack story, right? You can see all the details, including who received the malicious emails, which users opened it, which users didn't, which devices became compromised as a result, and which uh, maybe were prevented because the emails were self-deleted from their inbox. And 
you can see all the affected devices and users in the incident in one place. You can um, see uh, all the related evidence, like the malicious email and the bad attachments or URLs. Everything is in one place. So the investigation is so much more effective and easy to do. And also the system uses this converged view kind of in the background to be able to apply automatic remediation, for example, across the email and endpoint uh, workloads. So you can not only quarantine the bad uh, payloads maybe on those devices, but also because you know they came from email, the system can also take uh, action at the MDO level, like uh, blocking the sender or any other types of actions. So this is like really orchestrated and you can see how it works very well for these uh, combined attacks that we see. Other things, of course, are cross-domain hunting. So we mentioned the converged experience and automated uh, uh, automation orchestration. Then you have hunting, right? So the ability for some SOC analysts really like to hunt. And here we have all the data from all these Microsoft 365 workloads, actually not just MDE and MDO, but uh, also already uh, data from Defender for Identity and from MCAS and other data sources are already available in the Microsoft 365 Defender hunting experience. And you can hunt across the data from one place. But in fact, I don't know if our listeners know this, but the data is federated actually, right? So we don't move it around. We don't bring it uh, over to one place. This is a federated model. So you don't have to move the data around. You don't have to you know, pay or incur any performance costs. And you still get this cross-domain hunting uh, capability. So that's pretty powerful. And then recently, we also started creating the 365 Defender version of Threat Analytics. So in Defender for Endpoint, we have this concept called Threat Analytics, which is a threat intelligence center, I guess, where we publish reports from our analysts, from our researchers, actually, about different threats that are emerging. And these reports don't only contain information from our researchers about what the threat is and what it affects and how it operates and so on, but also how it affects your environment specifically, right? So there is a dynamic portion to it. So for endpoints, it used to be that we showed, you know, any alerts or indicators that show up on your devices. Now, Threat Analytics has expanded to also contain email-related information. So if there is impact on your email side of the house, then it will also be included. And not only the current impact from this threat, but also how, and maybe even more importantly, are you exposed to this threat? Is your environment exposed to this threat? Again, from a, both a device and an email and data point of view. So uh, you can see if there's anything you can do to prevent this kind of threat from entering your environment. The threat analytics give a really nice overview of the things that could happen if your environment is vulnerable for specific attacks or something else. Is it more or less an addition and a broader we have within Defender for Endpoint, for example, we have threat and vulnerability management. The things within threat and vulnerability management are also part of that threat analytics report, I think. Exactly. Yes, yes. That's actually a very nice point. And the point is that for threat analytics is that it gives you that threat pivot on things, right? So instead of looking at the entire threat and vulnerability management area and seeing many, many recommendations for hardening your environment and improving your security posture across everything, you kind of get this pivot of, okay, if you want to protect yourself from this type of threat, 
then, you know, these are the specific kind of TVM controls that you should be looking at. So uh, that's a nice pivot, I think. And I've talked to folks who kind of create their priorities that way. So they will identify which threats or types of threats that they are most worried about and then kind of prioritize the security improvements based on exposure to the specific types of things that are happening in those threats. Yeah, and it really helps already. When it was announced at Ignite a few weeks ago, it was live around that time. And then there was something around Hafnium, I think. And it was really fast within the threat analytics that we get a report and to see what is happening in our environment and in our customer environment. So threat analytics are one of my favorite features and it helps to get visibility of your environment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And our researchers really try to, you know, put out the information as soon as threat emerges to make it as fast as possible for customers to be able to learn about it and understand where they are with regard to this threat. And usually these reports are also updated from time to time when we find new information that pertains to them. So it's a very cool feature. And uh, again, now we have converged, kind of introduced into it both the endpoint and the email aspects. And as with the rest of uh, 365 Defender, it will continue to evolve to include also uh, identity and more types of aspects. So there is more to come. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We're not stopping here. That is good to hear. One of the new things in the Defender security suite is some learning material. What is that feature? That's right. Yes. So it's called the the Learning Hub, and it's something that uh, we put together recently. So over time, we have produced a lot of training material around um, both 365 Defender itself, but also the individual security products in it. And those materials are kind of scattered different places. There are blogs and there's documentation and there's videos and how-tos and, you know, examples and a lot of different materials. And we found that customers find this information very valuable, but it's hard to find. So that's why we we put together this uh, one central location in the portal that is the learning hub where we kind of consolidate all that learning material together. There are different tracks you can take. So if you're interested in different topics and kind of start from basics and go on to the more advanced topics. And already we have uh, some very good feedback that folks find this useful. And maybe I should say here that I think that there is actually a feedback element in there. So if people want to get more uh, materials about any other topics in there, then uh, please do use that. And in one of my previous recordings with Stefan, Stefan Schulling, we also discussed this topic about learnings. And the thing that Stefan was telling me, and also my experience is that if you are a more experienced analyst or you're starting in the analyst, it really helps to dive into these learnings and to see what the product you can bring. So it really helps the folks that needs a deep dive or a normal dive into the security space of Defender. The learning material, is it also a part of the Defender Ninja training. A lot of the content is probably shared and uh, it's just that this is a way for us to make it more discoverable from within the portal. But the materials are actually out there and available for folks, not just in the portal. It's just a place to link it. Yeah, the Ninja is a kind of a fun uh, term. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to become a defender of Office or a defender for Endpoint Ninja, please look at the websites of the different tracks and become a Ninja and do the stuff and learn about it. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Great to see that. 
If you look into the space with Defender Security Center, we also have Azure Sentinel as the Microsoft Teams solution. Defender Security Center also called XDR, Extended Detection and Response. What are actually the differences between Seam and XDR and Sentinel and that sort of stuff? Yeah, that's an interesting topic. We are kind of getting those questions quite often. So I will say XDR, it's a new term, relatively new term. It stands for Extended Detection and Response. I guess that's how most people define it. I like to use the X as a cross detection and response. Uh, You can also use that. And frankly, there is no single definition for what XDR is. It's still being defined. If you look at different vendors and also analysts in this space, define it a little bit differently. So I think it's a new emerging space that we are still kind of creating or understanding what it means. But I think that to say like how we see XDR and what we see as being XDR is basically an out-of-box solution that provides the entire set of needs end-to-end And it's already built in for security, you know, for basically securing your environment. So that means it includes already pre-breach and post-breach support and the signal collection and storage and automated remediation. And everything is very nicely already integrated and put together, right? So Microsoft 365 Defender is a part of our XDR solution, which, by the way, contains also Azure Defender for the cloud areas, right? So 365 Defender and Azure Defender together kind of comprise what we define as the Microsoft XDR solution. So you think about it, it's an kind of -of out-of-box expert system solution that provides everything related to your M365 environment. Ready-made, usually with minimal configuration needed, right? So you don't need a lot of knobs and uh, turns, you just kind of deploy it. By the way, many of the sensors and whatnot are built in, depending on the environments you use, but uh, you don't need to do a lot of deployment usually. And it has APIs and uh, you can use them to integrate with other tools if you want to, but it can also operate by itself. Sims, on the other hand, so first of all, even the term Sim has evolved over time, right? So Sims are a more, I guess, mature concept from the older times when I was working on WMI probably also. Um, where they started just as a place where you collect a lot of data and then you kind of think of what to do with it. Over time, they have evolved, of course, and there is a much more uh, sophisticated themes today. Of course, uh, Microsoft has Azure Sentinel is our SIM solution, in our cloud SIM solution, and it provides much more than that. But it is more of a do-it-yourself solution, right? So it basically provides you with capabilities and components and you kind of build your own thing. You decide which logs you want to bring in. You decide what kind of analytics you want to run. So it's more of a do-it-yourself solution as opposed to what we see as an XDR as a more like out-of-box, ready-made solution. That's how we see the differences. And I'll also say that these two coexist quite nicely. And uh, maybe this is to your question about uh, what's between Sentinel and 365 Defender. Traditionally, sims were collecting, you know, raw logs and creating all these custom analytics uh, on top of them. When products that are more expert systems evolved or appeared, like, for example, Defender for Endpoint for the Endpoint space and Defender for Identity for Identity space and so on, each of these products is already kind of collecting the raw signals and processing them and understanding the insights from them, right? And is able to provide insights, identify anomalies and potentially suspect activities. So now 
in more modern days, seems have become more of the place of aggregating those insights and kind of processed uh, uh, information rather than, you know, you don't have to bring all your raw logs in anymore. You can leverage the expert systems for each area to process and understand the raw data and bring into the scene the outcomes of that where you want to now kind of create your single pane of glass for all the insights from all the products that you have in your environment and use that as sort of the entry point for your SOC teams. So the way that we see SOC teams operating with both a SIEM and an XDR solution, and we see this actually with uh, quite a few customers, is that they use the SIEM, for example, Azure Sentinel, as the kind of uh, first place where they manage their day-to-day work queues, uh, incidents, and so on. Again, from and they can be from different types of products in the environment, including Microsoft, but also third party. And then when you drill in to deeply investigate an incident and understand what exactly what's going on there, that's when you actually enter the 365 Defender world for, for Microsoft content, where we have a very, uh, I'd say, tailored experience for the type of investigation that is required in that space. And, you know, you can use that to get to the bottom of things and even take remediation actions. And then you can kind of pop back out into your SIM. Also for correlating between that information and other things that are coming from other products, right? So, you know, that the two are kind of working together very well. And because of this, we are also working on a very deep integration between Azure Sentinel and 365 Defender. We have connectors for other types of SIMs as well, but our integration with uh, Azure Sentinel is actually the most in-depth because we have the ability to do that within Microsoft. And the deep integration makes it also possible to stream raw data from M365 Defender into Sentinel. And with that, it's possible to correlate, but also to have it available for a longer retention time than the six months in M365 Defender. And also, within Sentinel, we can connect on-prem resources like firewalls and all that sort of stuff. That is a little bit difficult within the Defender Security Center because that is more focusing on the M365 resources. So if I have a cloud-only environment focused on M365, I can only use the Defender Security Center. If I have on-prem resources and I want to enrich alerts on Defender for Endpoint or Defender for Office, for example, then I need a Sentinel environment to connect all that sort of resources to each other. That's basically what you are saying within the differences. And yeah, it can be extended. Most of the tasks, Sentinel is only logging. And yeah, there is a SOAR automating. But if you look at workplaces or office for email, for example, then definitely M365 with advanced hunting can give you a little bit more in case of Sentinel. Yeah, so think about it. Actually, this is a good example for remediation workflows, right? So maybe you want to create uh, some remediation workflows, like a workflow like that in Sentinel. It's going to be customized. So you custom decide what to do there. But in order to remediate, say, a device, right, that has malware on it. So in Microsoft 365 Defender, there's already a built-in workflow for that. And it knows exactly what it needs to do because it intimately understands this scenario, right? So it knows that, oh, I I need to not only quarantine this file, but I also need to make sure that if it has persistence on the box, then I should remove the persistence. If it's a service or a registration, you know, if it was uh, downloaded from somewhere, maybe I need to take some action there as well. So the remediation workflow for a device is very well understood and uh, already kind of 
built in, I guess, as a kind of a self-healing capability. Whereas in Sentinel, you have a lot of flexibility to create your own flows, but you as the customer will create them as you like. So I think a combination, again, between the two is, uh, is also very good. If what you need to do as part of your workflow is to remediate a device or a user or a mailbox, then just, you know, let uh, Microsoft 365 Defender do it because it knows best what to do there. If you you know, want to add additional steps and do other things with maybe other areas, then you can definitely include that in Sentinel. With that, we've seen in the last few months a lot of attacks where we can use M365 to defend, uh, use Sentinel to detect and, and so on. We see attacks like Solorigate, Hafnium and others. What are your thoughts about the future regarding that sort of attacks? Because it looks like that it becomes more and more yeah, it's true. It it doesn't just feel like it. I think it actually is. If you look at actual statistics, you'll see that uh, these things uh, do become more common. And I think also there is a this effect in uh, the cybersecurity world that, you know, when some new technique or capability or attacker capability comes out for the first time, usually we see it from uh, like a more advanced actor right? Maybe like a nation state that has a lot of resources and can invest in it. But then you kind of see it become more and more common with also less sophisticated actors, just because it becomes like uh, either copied or uh, available in kits or whatnot, right? So this is why we see some things, first, they look like they're uh, only there in very sophisticated threats. But later on, we, we see those same type of techniques and capabilities already used by a whole load of uh, other uh, actors. We've seen this, for example, in um, supply chain attacks, right? So um, Solorigate started with a supply chain attack, but this was not the first time that supply chain attacks occurred. We have seen a few of these in the last uh, few years, and as things progress, uh, these become more and more common. And with Hafnium uh, also, it's one of those things that uh, once a new technique is out there, then you start seeing it more often. The other thing that was interesting about Solorigate is this... um, very clear combination between on-prem and cloud in one attack where the attack starts in the on-prem environment, but it's really not the goal of the attacker. The goal of the attacker is to get to the cloud services of the organization. This is just a way to get there, right? Because in the on-prem environment, the attackers could uh, take um, or find, uh, elevate privileges and find a strong enough account that they can then use to compromise the in the case of Solorigate, the ADFS server, which really served as like the LSASS of the cloud, right? If you think about it that way. So, uh, you know, just get enough permissions, be able to compromise that server and get the, the right tokens. And now you can go ahead and hop to the cloud. So, of course, there is a lot of learnings from these types of attacks. Not only attackers learn from them, but definitely defenders learn from them. And uh, hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah, and people like us who build the defense tools. So uh, we certainly had um, both some interesting uh, cases of detections and so on around these uh, threats, but also we learned uh, what we need to do as we go forward. And this resulted in, for example, additional signals that we started bringing into 365 Defender that we were planning before, but maybe not in the same urgency, right? So as Solorigate was discovered, we had a few intensive uh, weeks around here, like uh, overnight, basically bringing uh, additional data points that would help customers identify or be able to investigate this type of threat. 
including Azure AD, uh, additional logs and, uh, and signals, right, because of the identity in the cloud aspect, as well as, you know, the ability to see activities in the mail area, detailed activities, uh, so that customers could investigate any access to their cloud email and whatnot. Yeah, what we in general see is that attacks become not less, but more and more. So we need to defend from a customer perspective. So we definitely need an M365 defender for endpoint, defender for office, all that sort of solutions. We need to implement at the customers to protect them from being hacked or otherwise. So we can detection doing much more faster than in the past. That is basically what you're saying. Yeah, and not only speed, but also Actually, these different workloads can help each other in better detection, right? So, for example, there could be some signals or, you know, events that are recorded in, uh, say, access to cloud services that by themselves are, they look normal. But if you can correlate that with activities that you have seen related to the identity, the user account that is being used to perform these actions, and or maybe the device of that user, right? and bring those signals together, now you suddenly see a picture that is much more confidently incriminating this whole activity as being malicious. So we have the opportunity by combining these signals from these workloads to really greatly improve our ability to detect these types of uh, threats because we can combine what we see from the different areas. So, uh, yeah. Many thanks for giving that sort of insights in the future, in what is probably coming, but also what is in the M365 Defender. So thanks for being here on the show. You've given a fantastic overview of what Microsoft Defender is, how it can help. So I will thank you for being here in the show. Thank you. Sure. Thank you very much, Franz, for having me. And I hope this will be useful to uh, folks to really start looking at these attacks in a more holistic way and, you know, uh, learn. I hope also. And at last, but absolutely not at least, I will thank you for listening to this episode. So thank you. Until the next time. Bye-bye.